welcome to Ballpark Talk episode 9, uh, our triumphant return from quite a long time off the air. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of things to talk about, apparently, being that we took the entire season, basically, off. <laughs> uh, so... I guess I guess I, I don't know. What do you want to do? You want to start with like why we took so long off? I don't know. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, Joe and Zach here, um, getting back into it. Uh, you know, it's as we learned, it's not very easy um, to record a podcast on a consistent basis with uh, life and other obligations and you know things going on. So you know, we apologize for uh, taking such a long hiatus, but you know. There have been plenty of podcasts. I know we and me and you have talked about, you know, a lot of our favorite podcasts, you know, in the beginning was a rough, rough rocky start, you know, just to get their bearings. And now they're very successful podcasts, you know. So unfortunately, we, we didn't keep up our promise with going week to week. But from here on out, I think we both talked about, you know, uh, sets, you know, we're, we're going to be able to allocate some time a week to record. I think Tuesdays worked well for both of us to record. So it should get to people by Wednesday. Yeah, that that should be the uh, that should be the new consensus. Hopefully, hopefully we can stick to that. Yeah, um, but you know, again, we apologize for that. But we're looking looking forward to recapping the season and you know, eventually, uh, you know, getting into this uh, postseason baseball. I mean, we're recording on what is it, eleven thirty on October first. So we we just witnessed a wild card game, and I know we're not going to talk about uh, postseason in this this episode, but. Any comments on what we just watched? Uh, I mean, they call it wild card for a reason. Uh, that's that's uh, it's it's crazy. That that was super. Uh, that, that's a good way to start baseball in the postseason, I would say. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I mean, personally, I didn't think you know the Nationals are so um, so used to choking, I guess. In big games, I think one of the announcers said they they've lost six games where they could put away an opponent at home. So we we always you know people always talk about how important home field advantage is, but you know, the Nationals just haven't been able to do it, and it seems like they get it done tonight. You know, um, what do you think? And, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say like this this isn't them winning a series, so I I, I you know this is them winning essentially game one sixty three, and now they're in the playoffs and no they're point, in the home. No point. Yeah, you know it's like. Yeah, you're technically in the playoffs, but now you're now you're actually now you're there. You know? Yeah, but I I agree with you. But I think you know for Nats fans, you you know for right now you breathe, breathe a sigh of relief. You know the bullpen didn't really fall apart. Um, you know they they stayed in it. The bullpen well, actually they, held them. I mean Strasburg pitched, but I was gonna say they only used one actual bullpen pitcher. It was uh, Scherzer to Strasburg and and then to Hudson. Yeah, but you know. Um, I think if you're a Nats fan, you could kind of, you know, breathe a little sigh of relief. You know, you're used to seeing them like roll over in these games. So a little fight in them, but uh, not to spend too much time on this. I just want to, I just saw the replay because I'm watching the post game. Um, do you think Robles, now I don't know if you, did you see Robles get hit? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think it hit I the bat that. before. I mean, I mean, it's a tough call and I think they did the right thing by not overturning it, but it looked like it caught the knob. Of the bat before his hand, I I tend to agree, and I you know, I mean that's a foul that, ball. Yeah, it it's it's 
definitely it's gonna we'll we'll see how I mean obviously it was costly in that game but like we'll see like what happens with the Astros to the rest of the postseason like or the uh, the Astros geez the <laughs> Nationals um you know if they if they go if they go deep I mean you're gonna look they're gonna look back at that call right there and be like wow that really came up big yeah because they were down to that that was their last out I think because everything happened with two outs. Well, they were in the eighth. Yeah, yeah, no, but I know. But, I mean, Hayter got the first two outs, and then – now we don't know. We can't, you know, predict the future. We don't know if Hayter gets out Robles, but uh, he was erratic. But, you know, yeah, he, calls he, like he, that, uh, you know, that, that really – that kept him in – that kept him going, you know. He, you know, that's a foul ball, and he gets him out. They're going into the ninth. Down yep. 3-1 against Hayter. Um, but, you know, that's that's baseball, as people would say. <laughs> Um, but yes, so, impressive. Yes, yeah, so I guess let's let's do kind of a season recap. Um, I I haven't had a chance to watch or listen to our earlier uh, episodes about the season. Do you remember any of our predictions? <laughs> did we were we did we come true on any of them? Uh, well, in terms of I think in in terms of divisions. We we were we, I think we were close in, right, in terms I, of divisions. We said it was either Yankees, Red Sox for the division lead, and whoever we said whoever didn't win the lead was going to be the wild card. That turned out to be incorrect because Tampa Bay came in. Um, I'm pretty sure that we said that Tampa Bay was going to be close. Yeah, we uh, said they were going to be there. Maybe they'd be the second wild card, which I think we hit because they were the second wild card. Yeah. Uh, we <laughs> the only thing we got wrong about that was Boston not being in the. Yeah, and I know, I know. For me, not to like go too far ahead, they're among my disappointments for the season. Um, but I think we we definitely got wrong. Um, what was I just gonna say? I totally blanked out. Definitely got wrong. Uh, the AL Central. I know we've talked about this. We thought Cleveland would run away with it, and it turns well, out Minnesota right now. We we did say. I don't. Did we say Minnesota would give them the biggest fight, or was it maybe the oh, White? Yeah, that's nope. That's one hundred percent what we said. We said okay. that if anyone, if anyone's gonna challenge them for that division, it's gonna be Minnesota, and uh, they, they, they won it. And Cleveland, Oof. Cleveland is one of my disappointments. A ninety-three win team is disappointing. Yeah, I mean, you know, like we said, that's got to be the, the the weakest division in baseball, and yet I'm looking. I'm looking at the divisions right now. The Chicago White Sox finished 72 and 89, 28 and a half games back of Minnesota. And they were third. Third place. Kansas City finished 59 and 103. They're 42 games back. Yikes. Um, and Detroit was 47 and 114, 53 and a half games back. Ooh, poor Detroit. Poor Detroit, you know. And not I to go, not to go on a tangent on Detroit, but do you think if, yeah. if they win it, you know, when Verlander, Cabrera, all those fielder, all those guys, you think they win it once, that it's all worth all worth it now. Like the, you know, I think it, I think maybe. All right, let me see if I can rephrase that. Like now they're going through a rebuild. You know, they have nothing to show for any all the years of buying. Do you think if they win it once that it's worth it now? Like okay, we at least won. We won one. Now we have to go through the the grinds of the rebuild. Like if they had won it. Yeah, if they won it in what was it fourteen against uh, the Giants? I think. Yeah. yeah, it was fourteen. Um. Yeah, I mean, one hundred percent. Like, cause then, you know, 
2014 is, uh, you know, five years ago, which Mm -hmm. is sure a long time ago, I guess, but like, it's right there. You know what I mean? Like at least it's, it's five years ago. It's not 30, 40 years ago, whenever they won their last. Yeah, I think it was in the eighties, but don't quote me on that. Or maybe even longer, but, um, yeah, maybe even longer. But, um, what, who else were we wrong about? I think we were wrong about the Rockies. Uh, I, I think we said the Dodgers were gonna were gonna win the division, but the Rockies would have been a wild card team, um, which yeah. we were again appointments. Um, again, not to give anything away. Um, do you remember who we picked for the NL Central? I know we said probably Milwaukee and the Cubs would be there, but I don't. I I don't think. I think we just said the Cards would just be there, but we didn't think they were gonna make it. Yeah, they 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 surprised everybody. I think, and good on them. Yeah, you know it's that's they had to grind for it till the very last day of the season, but they they did it. So that seems like I mean, like all those good Cardinal teams, you know, like when they won it in eleven, I think they just squeaked in. When they made it in thirteen, I don't think they were lighting the world on fire. Um, so no. I I just seem like old school or you know vintage Cardinal baseball. You know they're, they're not gonna they're not gonna hit so many home runs. They're not gonna have so many superstars on the team. They're just gonna scratch and claw it out. And I guess that's what they kind of did. They kind of they kind of snuck in there with the division lead. Yeah, uh, they got they got a lot of boost. Like Wainwright was actually surprising. Yeah, he played he pitched very well this year. Um, we'll see how he does in the postseason. You know he's he has a good track rec- record in the postseason, but that doesn't mean anything. Unless they, they win it, you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, so do you want to talk about your highlights for the season? Or do you want to – and then go into – Sure. Or do you want to do surprises and disappointment first? You know, what, what, what do you think? Let's go – let's do uh, – let's do surprises. Okay. All right, so you want to do one-on-one? So you go first. Uh, biggest surprise was – You could have a couple of them, but I'm saying we could, like, go back and forth. Yeah, I would have to say, I guess, biggest surprise, it's tough because there are, like, a lot of, uh, biggest surprise, I guess, is Boston. Okay. Being not even, not even close. I mean, like, everyone was, in the beginning of the year, when they started off a little slow, everyone was like, ah, it's not a hangover, it's not a hangover. It was a hangover. And, and they lost, they you know, they lost those key bullpen pieces in Kimbrel and, and uh, where they have, uh, Pomeranz and now on the Kelly, Joe Kelly. Yeah, I mean, those are all guys that led them to the championship last year. You know, it's become a bullpen league. It's become a bullpen game. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. They didn't I agree with you. You know, they, they lost that, and now they're they were 19 games back of the Yankees in first place, and they were. I think they finished around eight games back of the wild card. Yeah, they they fell off. They were in it for a little bit. Um, they they were, but you but know they, I gotta agree with you with that. Um, I think Dave Dombrowski, who is now the uh, former uh, president of baseball yeah. ops for the Red Sox, I think he really underplayed how important it was to bring back Kimbrel or even just make a move for a bullpen piece. Um, but you you can't necessarily blame it all on that. I mean, Chris Sale looked like he's never pitched in his life. This year and got shut down. Horrible start. Yeah, I I think maybe he had one stretch where he was like kind of vintage him, but he never, 
he never really settled in this season. And I, I would like to think it maybe has something to do with his workload last year, but I don't even know if that's like, I'm just going to pull up his, he got shut down. I know that. Uh, let's see. So Chris Sale, a 440 ERA, easily a career worst. Uh, only pitched 147 innings, 11 less innings, only 11 less innings than last year. So he pitched 151, F, oh, excuse me, 158 last year, only 147 this year. So, I mean, not that big. And in the postseason last year, he pitched uh, 19, only 15 extra innings. So, maybe, I, so I don't know. So his, he, he only pitched uh, 72, 172 innings last year. Combined. Yeah. That's not, so now that I'm looking at it, that's not really, that's not a lot. That's Combined. not a lot at all. I mean, I think he, he missed time this year, right? Yeah, I think a couple times he missed it. But he just never, yeah. from day one, it just he never found his, his feeling, his foot. His, uh, blah. His, you know, he couldn't get it. I mean, he, he didn't walk that many people as compared to years in the past. Actually, he averages 40, 47 walks a year. He only walked 37. Still struck out over 200, which is pretty impressive. Uh, only made two less starts than last year. So it doesn't, I don't really see the disconnect. But you think you think the juiced balls have anything to do with it? So my thing with this, yeah, at go this ahead. Point, you can't you can't deny that no. aspect of the season. And I agree with you that the balls are juiced, and maybe there's a different grip. But then you look at guys like Verlander, who had an incredible season, and Garrett Cole, who had an incredible season, Jack Flaherty of St. Louis, uh, Mike Soroka of Atlanta. You know. I totally understand that the balls might be different and they might be juiced, but if everybody in the league has a five ERA, then then you say there's something wrong. But if guys are still learning how to pitch with it, and like you know, I'd like to say that Chris Sale was on the same level of uh, Justin Verlander and Garrett Cole, at, you know, last year. So why why is it that they can know how to pitch with it, but he can't? So that's my argument against it. Like I just you know, everyone complains about that, but yet people are still pitching well. Well, the ERA is not the only thing to look at. Um, I, I pulling up Verlander's uh, numbers this year. Uh, he gave up a career high thirty six home runs this year. Yeah, never never gave up more than thirty in his career. That was his previous high, and that was in twenty sixteen, when he had a good year, but it wasn't his best. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot, and a lot of guys fall into that same category. You know, like he pitched well, but he still gave up 36 home runs. Yeah, but if they're solo home runs, what is was I know I'm not saying I don't know how many of them were solo, multi, you know, but he still had, and I know ERA isn't the end all be all, but a 258 is pretty good. Right. Only only a hair, a hair a higher than last year when she finished second in the Cy Young. But he, incredibly, he only gave up 64 runs. Yeah, so more than half of them was were home runs. That's you know, think about think about non juice balls in that case. You know, take away thirty six home runs, he's down at twenty something runs given up. Well, yeah, but I'm sure he. You know, so he, even if you well, he wouldn't give up no home runs. I mean, but his average, right, of course, his average is twenty three. So you take down thirteen. Yeah, he's only given up like fifty fifty earned runs. It's crazy. It is. It's and, it's crazy. But that's that's my well, argument against like when people complain and you make the excuse. You know, I've heard Masahiro Tanaka say the same thing, and he's had a, a really crappy year. Um, but other guys are doing it. Other guys are pitching with it. You know, well, 
Yeah. So I'm not, if, I'm not, I'm not trying to make the excuse that like, no. that's why sale was bad. I just think that that definitely has a part. Yeah. In, you know, and I think they've been juiced for a couple of years. I don't think this is the first year that they've been juiced. Well, um, juiced. And then I've read and I've heard that they're complaining that the grip, the, what is it? The seams are seams. lower. Yeah. Where they're not as raised, I think something something to that yeah. effect. So it's harder to grip a ball with the off speed pitches. Yeah, those, um, those raised seam helps because it, it, you know, you do get that um, like curve balls and yeah, but and shit. And, but then again, you know, it's you know how many pitchers are everybody in the league is putting something on the ball too. You know, you, you just don't always see it. Some the guys sure. who get the guys who get caught are the ones who just can't hide it, and everybody knows it. All the managers know it. You know, but they don't call it out because then they'll say the same thing about their guys. But right, we yeah. could have a whole debate about that so all right so all right so i like that one so one of my surprises was the i guess we'll stick with the topic the amount of home runs hit this year oh yeah um big time record set it's crazy i saw something on instagram the other day by half jewelry i don't don't know i follow them because they're just a baseball account um between 1871 and 1990 do you know how many teams had 200 home runs in a season Three, no, twenty-two. Between all those years, twenty-two. Okay. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. I, sh- yeah. I shot way low. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, it's it's late. <laughs> Do you know how many people? You know how many teams had home runs? Uh, two hundred home runs, two hundred or more home runs in this year alone. Twenty-two. Twenty-three. Twenty-three. Jeez. I mean, you look at it, and one of my other biggest surprises is Minnesota about how great they've been. Yeah, two they, teams had three hundred plus yeah, home runs. Never done before in the history of the game. And you have Minnesota who Target Field when it first came out, first was opened, even till up until like last year or the year before, was not known as a hitter's ballpark. That was so deep the ball didn't travel. And all of a sudden this year, you got the the, the home team hitting over three hundred home runs. I mean, granted they have Nelson Cruz and CJ Crone, but you know, one through nine has at least ten home runs. Yeah, ten to fifteen or whatever it was. It's it's crazy um it's it's undeniable you know like like it's you you're watching guys on the daily hit balls out with one hand yeah eric eric thames did it in the wild card game tonight off scherzer yeah he he one-handed belted a ball deep to center right center and now do do i think it's all because of that i no. i think a lot of it has to do with you know the advanced analytics that they're incorporating into teams like more fluently like with this launch angle and Exit velo, but I, I don't know. It's is it better for the game? I don't know about that. It does it make the game more exciting? Yes, and that's what they want to do. So I, I don't. Yeah. It's 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 just crazy because you think two hundred home runs. That's an elite team, elite power hitting team, and you have well more than half the team in the league hitting over two hundred. What's gonna be the new norm? Three hundred. There's there's only seven teams that that weren't at that mark. Yeah, and I'm That's... sure we could probably guess them. I mean, I don't have them up, but I'm sure it's the Marlins, Detroit, you know, the Baltimore. I bet you yeah. Oakland's on there, but I don't know. I just I saw that the other day, and I just thought it was crazy. And I think one of the I mean, yeah, we set we set the single season record for home runs this year. It was in like six thousand or something in August. There's a month left to go. It was like yeah. early August. There was still a month and a half, or like a month and a half to play. But yet we'll we'll see like when big guys big into free agency like um I'm trying to think who's coming up now. Um totally blank. Rendon. Rendon. Well he's more of an all around player, but uh, yeah. like Donaldson, 
um, Chris Davis of Oakland, I think, but he had a bad year. But we'll we'll see if they get paid because you haven't seen in years past. You hit a, you know, as much as the league is putting emphasis on these home runs, these guys aren't getting paid. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah. all right. So, yeah, it's that's it's going to be interesting to see what they do mm-hmm. if they're going to go back to a the old ball, you know, and and see what happens there. I don't think so because I just read that was the other thing I read. Attendance is down across the league, even though I think a bunch of teams set attendance records. I still think I read that the attendance across major league baseball is down. So I the think Mets, you're going to see we're definitely down. Okay. We're down. Yeah. I think you're definitely going to see more of the ways that the league is either going to tamper, whether they admit it or not uh, with the ball. But I don't know. So and, what and, it, ooh, you know, God. like the attendance is not, you know, they want to drive attendance up by making the game more offensive. It's like, that's all well and good. Make the game more affordable. Yeah. You know what I mean? if, if you're going to do that, you'll get people in the stands, but I, they, I they have to be you. affordable. Like, you know, Mets games in the middle of summer, like, you know, expensive. It's, it's, no, nobody wants to go spend it if the team's not close. You know, they ended up getting close. They had a great second half, but, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, the same holds true. Like, it's, nobody wants to come. Uh, unless you guys are in it, so in the me- in that middle of the summer, when when, when you're going to have the most attendance you can get, because it's you know no school, um, work schedules are different and everything like that. Uh, you know, that they, they're keeping those expensive yeah. ticket prices, and it's not it's going to push people away instead. Yeah, you know, we should do a, an episode just go off on a little tangent quick um, about ways to make the the game more fan friendly i think that would be an interesting one where we come up with some things and maybe people i think reach out. My, i got my first uh my first idea already yeah so i'm sure i'm sure you know where i'm heading with that but yeah. uh i don't uh 911 the, the oh well yeah so okay i do but yeah. um i i have something on that a little i that's in one of my moments for the year but uh do you have any more surprises you want to talk about I mean, mine were – go ahead, though, but a couple of mine were talked about already, so I'm going to pivot when it's my turn. Uh, give me another surprise. I mean, maybe uh, – Or a player or something or – Yeah, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think. I mean, there's an obvious one that I'm trying to save, but uh, I'll go with Yelich uh, being right in the mix for MVP again. Okay. And he, he missed – he missed like the last what three weeks of the season. Yeah, and like I think two, two, I two think and a half. We, yeah, and I think we he, he got out of the Yeah, well, I mean, I tend to regress, but like he he's still leading the the National League in a ton of stuff, even missing the last two and a half weeks. Like, yeah, and again, he only played seventeen less games and hit eight more home runs. Crazy. Yeah, I mean, he you could argue that he had a better year this year, even though War states he had a slightly worse year. Well, not worse, but you know, under oh, War is subjective. Yeah. Um, so Yelich, okay. So my one of my surprises, I'm going to stick with the Yankees. Uh, DJ Lemayhew. Oh yeah. I mean, yep. just you know, with all the injuries that the Yankees face this year, I think they had a record 36 players at the yep. DL or. 39 different uh, – I, I don't know, I forget the words they were using, but 
whatever. They had so many people on the Deer Ranger list, and yet he played 145 games. He didn't go on the IL once. It said career highs and home runs, RBIs. I mean, you name it. He, he was up. In, he was up for the batting race up until the last couple of weeks when he he kind of slowed down, and Tim Anderson of the White Sox kind of just took off. Um, yeah. But had a great year. Looked like a steal of the offseason. And I know when they signed him, I was disappointed they didn't get Manny. Um, and it was kind of a head scratcher. But, you know, looking back, you know, without him, I don't think the Yankees get as far as they do. Um, no. And uh, some people are talking about him being an MVP contender. Obviously, he's not going to win it. But he could definitely probably finish in the top five. I, I think he'll finish third. Behind what, Bregman really... and Trout? Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, that's a good, good guess. I mean, those those two just had a crazy season. Trout's another one. I mean, he missed the last month of the season almost, and still probably still he'll probably He's still win still MVP. The yeah, exactly. I mean, personally, I would give it the Bregman. You know, finished strong, and he had a great season. So, but but it's a toss up. I could give it to either one and feel comfortable with doing so. Yeah. Um, do you want to go to? Yeah. Do you have any more surprises, or you want to move to disappointments? Oh man. It's a ton of disappointments. We could, we could. Uh, my easiest one for me was Edwin Diaz. Okay, so I had something similar, but I'm just gonna pick back and we can talk about. It. I had just Mets off-season pickups. Yeah, yeah, um, that's uh, very applicable. And before Mets fans get on Brody Van Wagen, um, you can't. I mean, the man really tried. Probably one of the more active. Uh, off seasons in a long time for Mets fans. I mean, he brought in a legit closer, brought back uh, a setup man that they had in Familia, brought in another one in Wilson, who actually had a pretty good year, brought in an all-star second baseman, um, even though he was aging. But still, everyone thought that was going to be a steal. Uh, what else did they do? Brought in a, a utility guy in, uh, what's his name? Jed Lowry. What else? Who else am I oh. missing? Wilson Ramos had a good year. Wilson Ramos had a good year. J.D. Davis had a great year. One of the underrated ones, but for the most part, the mark, the marquee ones just right. just didn't perform, and you can't really blame that on Brody. Jed, Jed Lowry with an impressive 0 for 7 stint <laughs> at the end of the year. My, I, it, There's no shot he was completely healthy at the end of the year. He didn't start a single game. He, he pinch hit seven times. And what was the first time he went into a game? September, uh, yeah, August, way, way late September. I think this is a guy who was pretty healthy for his career before he came to the Mets. Uh, I don't know that, so don't quote me. I'm looking it up right now. But uh, he had that he had that knee injury lingering from Oakland, and the Mets were still like, "Yeah, sure, we'll take him." So yeah, why? Well, why? last year he played 157 games, but yeah. he got hurt at the end of the year. Yeah, and he played 153 the year before that, and then a couple of years ago, only 87, 69. So maybe maybe not the healthiest, but that also might be because he didn't play every day, too. Uh, I don't really know. But here, in, in you know, looking, looking on it now, here's my problem with it. The Mets ended up with so much infield depth yeah. that they didn't need to sign him. You know, they had Frazier for another year. They had McNeil, who can play – multiple positions. Rosario had a great season this year, batted around 290. Uh, very happy about that. Um, you know, they got they went and got Cano. Cano ended up spending some time on the DL. But we had um, – who filled in for him? Uh, yeah, but did you think that they brought him in just because maybe 
Uh, Rosario struggled a little bit last year. You know, they didn't know what they're getting out of Cano. Uh, you know, Pete Alonzo was a big what if. Todd Frazier really isn't, you know, a, yeah, a I, threat I mean, by himself. That's, that's you really can't you... blame his move uh, bringing him in. It just didn't pan out. Right. Yeah, and that's, that's you know, I, I just – hindsight twenty twenty. Yeah. There was no need because Frazier didn't have a great year, but he was there for most of the year. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? J.D. Davis filled in for him if he missed any time. Mm-hmm. Um, McNeil. McNeil yeah. another one in the batting race until, you know, the last month of the season. Where he kind of got hurt for a little bit and came back and was on more of a power trip than, mm-hmm. you know, his contact. But – it's just, you know, I, I tend not to blame I, – I don't blame Brody for, for any of that because, you know, if you would have told me that Diaz would have finished with a uh, with a 5.59 ERA and only – well, 26 saves is not, like, the craziest thing, but after, after having 57 last year, if you would have told me he had a 5.56, I would have laughed at you. But, you know, that's that's the way it goes. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I don't think really – it was just a bad year. And they, I know they, they axed the pitching coach early, you know. There's yeah. there's rumors about Callaway's job security. Uh, but, you know, it, again, you really can't blame anybody but the players. And I don't even want to – I don't want to phrase it like that. But, you know, they just had down years, you know. Who would expect Familia, who was very successful in a Mets uniform, to come back and just look like he's never pitched before? But – um, yeah, that's baseball again. <laughs> yeah. It's it's tricky. You never you never know. Uh, yeah. So we already talked about the Red Sox. They're one of my disappointments. How about the Cubs? I mean, just they head finished. scratcher. They, they lost horribly. They lost nine in a row the last couple of weeks. Uh, yeah. Last week at last week or the end of the season on a nine oh and nine losing streak. I mean, just Absolutely just brutal. a shock. I mean, eighty four and seventy eight, third, and we 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 knew that they'd be in it with Milwaukee. And for the longest time, I think they were leading the division. They, um, they, were, they were in the division for a while. Um, they kind of fell off. St. Louis took over, and then but they they were holding that that wild card spot. And they just you know, like the, the, the Mets. The Mets were chasing them, and they swept the Mets. And then it was like, ah, you know, the Cubs are going to take it. And then all of a sudden, they just. They couldn't find a way to win at yeah. all. And it was like, holy cow. And they ran into a lot of bad luck. I mean, Chris Bryant got hurt at the end. Uh, Anthony Rizzo got hurt at the end. Javi Baez got hurt in the end. But still to blow that, you know, to blow that. And we saw who, who it was taken out on. I mean, Joe Madden. I mean, but there was speculation heading into the season because he did not have an extension. Um, yeah. But it's it's kind of surprising, you know. We figured they'd just be in the thick of it. I didn't think they were as good as a team as they were when they won. You know, a bunch a bunch of their guys that got older. Uh, they didn't really do much to address pitching. Uh, you know, Lester had a really down year, the okay year, but for what they're paying them, not as great as they wanted. And then you yeah, had Lester. they signed Kimbrel mid season, but you know he missed what half the year. He missed half the year, and he, he came he came out so early. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I I remember that was that was one thing that we were talking about at the beginning of the season because he hadn't signed anywhere for the longest time, and you know I was at least figuring that when him and Keiko signed somewhere, it was going to be at least 
a couple of weeks before they saw the field. You're right. But yep. He signed, and it was like maybe a week. a week later. Yeah, it was a quick turnaround, and they said that he was working out and training, but it's a totally different animal. And I, I don't expect him to have you know a six five ERA that he had this year, next year with the full strength training. I don't either. I I you know that's if but, he's around. Well, yeah. I mean, I just saw a report today that said Epstein is considering everybody available, including Bryant and Baez, because so, they were in a, in a transition, he described wow. it. But, you know, so that who team, knows? I mean, it's, they, they still have a good team. They have a good core. Like, blowing them up would be crazy. I'd be, I'd be surprised by that, to be honest. Well, think about it. A lot of their guys are older now. I think Rizzo's on – Rizzo's either – 30 or going to be 30, uh, either 30 now, uh, he's 30 now. He's going to be 31 in August of next year. You know, John Lester's not good. They, they have no homegrown pitching or talent. You know, they traded all that stuff away. They don't have anybody in their minor leagues anymore. You know, Eloy Jim, uh, what the heck's his name from Chicago? Jimenez, you know, Glaber Torres in New York. Um, they, they traded away. Yeah, they traded away a lot of young talent. And those are the moves you make to win the World Series. But you would have thought they've won more than one by now. Yeah, I, I mean, it. I think they had a case of bad timing. They won it in 2016, and then the Astros have turned into what looks like could be a dynasty. The yep. uh, you know, who, who won last year? Boston, Boston had a down year, I think, in 2017 or 16. And then they come back and they win the World Series the next year. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's, it, I think they got good at a bad time. And yeah. you know, the Dodgers have just been a, an absolute buzzsaw for everybody in that National League. Well, you, you look at it, the Dodgers are like a model. I don't want to use model organization, but, you know, they keep pumping out young, homegrown talent. You know, they have that guy, Gavin Lux, Dustin May. Um, who else? You know, Walker Bueller is still young. Muncie. They keep Muncie. But he wasn't even homegrown. He was just a pickup. Um, but they have these homegrown talent that they refuse to trade. Regardless, though, they, they turn, you know, they turn people that they get into Yeah, and the Cubs stars. can't do that. haven't done that anymore. The Cubs yeah. have traded so much away and haven't developed anything. And it might – I don't know. Can they turn it around next year? We'll see. I mean, they have a lot of questions, you know. Yeah, but uh, definitely a big disappointment. And Joe Madden, unfortunately, felt the blow of that. Um, Where do you think he's going to end up? Oof. You know, it, it was – they're saying the Angels because, you know, they just fired Brad Osmus after one year, which totally not fair. Totally. There's got to be something there, just like the Cubs did with Rick Maria when Madden was a free agent yeah, back they, in 2014. They're probably, they're probably looking to get Madden. Madden well, Madden yeah, Madden was in – yeah, Madden was in their organization for, I think, 30 years. He, he won a World Series in as a coach, not a man. But I don't know. Everyone's saying, like, the Mets. And it's funny because they seem to forget that the Wilpons own the Mets. And, A, that means they'd have to cut – fire Callahan uh, – Callahan. Callaway and, <laughs> and eat his money. And, two, Madden was, I think, one of the higher-paid managers in the league. When have you ever known the Wilpons to do something like that? But who yeah, knows? I, I, I don't think I don't think they're gonna go for Madden. I mean, I wouldn't be against it. Uh, he's a good manager, obviously. And he, I think that working with uh, the, the talent level that the Mets have right now, mm-hmm. he would fit in and he would he would do good things with them. But I think there's a number of guys that can do that. You know, mm-hmm. 
uh, you know, Girardi, I've talked about Girardi, I think to you at least, uh, I can't remember if on the show or not, but like, yeah, yeah you know, like I, I, I'd be down with that. Well, there's a lot of uh, openings now. There's Chicago, yeah. there's Pittsburgh, there's San Francisco, there's San Diego, there's LA, oh, Anaheim. Uh, yeah. Who else am I missing? And that's not including what the Mets do. That's not including um, I, I saw maybe what the Nationals do. Yeah. Oh, the Nationals. See, I mean, the Nationals are weird. They, if, I bet if, if they lose to the Dodgers, Davey Martinez could be canned. That's what I'm saying. So, I mean, you have a lot of you have a lot of opening. Uh, Kansas City, too, I think. Yeah, because Ned, yes, Ned Yost retired. That's not that yeah. big of a t- attractive spot. I'm sorry, Kansas City, but... No, probably um, not. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Anyone else would be on the chopping block in the postseason? Probably not. Oh, and, oh Dave Roberts? No, he just signed the extension. And you got Philly. They don't know yeah, what they're going to do with Gabe, Gabe Kapler next. And that was going to be my next disappointment was the Phillies. Um, oh. Just, you know, they're saying Gabe Kapler might feel the effects of I just think, a bad year. I think I, told, I think I told you so. I think that's when I told you so moment. I, 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 yeah. I said that they were going to be – you know. Yes, I mean, but they didn't address any pitching, you know, and Reese Hoskins just completely looked like he couldn't hit anything. I mean, I got to pull up his second half. Go ahead, talk. Well, I mean, look, I think I said when they signed Harper, like that that one guy is not going to carry anywhere. They didn't have any good pitching. Uh, I mean, Nola Nola was good, but Nola had a bad year. Uh, But Uh, didn't he turn it around? I got to look him up next soon. Well, compared to last year, he came in third in the Cy Young last year. Oh, well, yeah. He didn't, he's not going to do that this year. Yeah, so – but Don't one go. guy – it wasn't so much one guy. I mean, they brought in Segura. They brought in McCutcheon, who just unfortunately got injured. They brought in uh, – they're not paying They're not paying those guys nearly as much as they're paying Harper, obviously. Yeah, but, but nobody thought Harper was going to be the end-all, be-all and bring them the championship. They thought he – I mean – I bet Philly fans did. <laughs> yes, yeah, I bet you. I bet but Philly I mean, did. they did make other moves. You know, they brought in Dave Robertson. He got hurt. Um, they just didn't address the starting pitching. And I'm not saying there was a ton of options out there. And I know they were linked to guys at the deadline. But, you know, you had key slumps like Reese Hoskins. Like, I'm looking now. The uh, first half of the season in 89 games, 20 home runs, 59 RBIs, 263 batting average, a 931 OPS. In 71 games after the All-Star break, Nine home runs, twenty six RBIs, a buck eighty one, and a six seventy nine OPS. He went yeah. ice cold. Yeah. In August and September, July wasn't bad. He hit two forty and had a nine oh four OPS, but it just he like forgot how to hit. And Bryce Harper, I think, in, in my opinion, and I'll look up the stats. His, you know, he got better as the season went on. You know, he ended with he two. Might, he might have. I think he did. He had an 882 OPS in the year, 35 bombs, which is second, which is his second um, highest, and 114 RBIs, which was a career high. So, I mean, do you want to do the debate now about Harper and Machado, or do you have anything you want to say? No, we could we could jump to that. We're on the topic. I mean, I mean, I I hate to say it, but I don't think Harper had a terrible year. I mean, no, you can't say terrible. You can't, but you can't say you can't say superstar either. You know, yes, like, you can't say terrible. But but can you say that that's worth twenty five million dollars a year? So, and I was hoping you would say something to that effect. So he had a four two WAR, right? So I was reading 
Actually, his salary this year, it says, is 11. 11.5. I don't know how true. This is on player uh, baseball reference. I thought it was 25. Maybe it jumps up next year. But whatever. So he's making, let's, all right, so let's say 25, because I I heard the same thing. He's got a 4-2 ERA, uh, 4-2 war. They, um, Fangraphs released something at the beginning of the year that says one war is worth approximately $8 million. So by that math, he's worth what? $32 million a year? And I'm not saying war is the end all be all, but you can make the case that he was, as valuable as he was paid, or maybe slightly more. So, what would you say? One more is worth eight million dollars a year. Yes. By that math, Jacob Degrom was worth sixty-four million dollars. Yeah, it's year. crazy when you look at some like, and when you when people say like Trout, uh, Trout was probably underpaid. Like, yeah, uh, uh, you know, like that's why I don't like war. Like, how, how can you? How can you calculate that one more is akin to eight million dollars? Well, I think it's, it's like, like an an average of I forgot I read it somewhere it was like an average of like everybody in the league and then the average I forget but that's what Fangraphs came out with so so by that he's worth 32 million dollars and that takes into account you know defense and base running and walking and whatnot I mean his OPS was 882 which was about seven points down from last year but still really respectable you know, I, and again, I said he he didn't have a terrible year by by any means. You know, he just didn't. It's it's hard. You know, it's hard to say because two sixty is not terrible. It's no, not great, but it's not terrible. But like, you know, but was he ever going to be? I mean, he hit three thirty. The only time, well, he hit in a full season, a full, we'll say one hundred and fifty games. He hit three thirty, one hundred fifty three games in two thousand fifteen. In 111 in 2017, he hit 319. The only two times he's hit 300. So maybe, you know, does he have to be a 300 hitter? No, he still slugged over five. He slugged 510, which his career average is 512. So he's like right on the mark there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, did they really get what they paid for it? He set a career high in strikeouts, though. I will say that. Yeah, career high in strikeouts. Uh, it's it's yeah. and actually played his second most amount of games. I mean, again, we'll we'll see what ends up happening in terms of um, in terms of the, the rest of contract, contract playing out. Yeah, I mean, look, maybe he just needed to adjust to the um, you know, maybe he just needs to adjust to playing in Philly for a year, and then maybe next year he'll he'll tear it up again. You know. Yeah, well, he had a strong finish this season. He had a nine forty one OPS over his final sixty seven games, up from eight thirty nine. So, I mean, he definitely turned it on. Um, it was just, you know, disappointing end to the season. But you really, I don't think you could sh- you could put the blame so much on him as to them not having any pitching. Um, but if you want to. Yeah. If you want to look at Machado, like Machado had an OPS under eight. Like I don't think yeah. Machado was worth his money at all. And I thought just, a, just at, under eight, 85 RBIs, only eighty one runs scored. He just and I think we said that his numbers were going to take a dip in Petco because Petco Park is known for not for for being a pitcher's park. He's also um, in a he's also in a tough division pitching wise. Yes, I mean he still hit thirty home runs, but you know 
under eight OPS when his average is eight eighteen. Um, it's not a, and I and I thought out of the two of them, I thought maybe he'd be worth what they paid him. And I think this year he's making he made thirty two thirty. Uh, I'm saying twelve million this year, so maybe all right. So let's say twelve million dollars this year. Um, he was a three one. He's a three war. So I mean, you could still make the case he was worth twenty four million dollars, but and he didn't. He didn't even have a good year defensively. Yeah, he didn't. In 119 games at third base, he had a 960 fielding percentage. And again, that's not the end-all, be-all stat, but not what you want to see, especially when league average was a oh, well, league average was a 962. But still, he's he's touted as his his average is only 968. So at third base, at least, you know, mm-hmm. and he's played way more games there than shortstop, but. He, you know, it's a gold glover, a platinum glove winner, a platinum glove winner at that position. So definitely, I, I think yeah. fans and probably the front office won't admit it. They probably a little disappointed. Yeah, you know. I, I, that's not, you know, it's another case though. That's a, that's a long term deal. Like, who knows what he does next year? That's you true. I mean? But it's out of the two of them, who do you think had? I mean, who do you think was more worth it? Uh, Harper. I think, I think that, I, I think, um, the Phillies were at least like, I mean, Relevant. They, finished the, they, they finished at 500. So it turned out like they didn't finish strong, but like, I don't, there was just no shot that San Diego was overcoming LA. Yeah. They, 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 and the other teams that are fighting for a wild card, like, if you put if you put San Diego up against the Cardinals or the or the Brewers or the Nationals or the Mets or the Cubs, I'm gonna take any one of those other teams over the Padres, 100. percent Oh yeah, they, they, I didn't think they were gonna compete, but I think in terms of you know two biggest free agents, I think Harper won this year at least, and I think this is a debate you're gonna see for a long time whether people well, um, because well, they, can, they're gonna be forever linked. He can, and you could add you could add a new you could add another person in there and Nolan Arenado would have signed a, a, another That's long-term true. We look, deal. We could look at him. I am right uh, now. He's he hit forty one home runs, hit three fifteen, had one hundred and eighteen RBIs. His OPS was nine sixty two. So just a Nolan Arenado year. <laughs> yeah, he, he had a five point seven more. I mean, take take more what you will. I don't tend to like. See, more. his OPS was is a career high too. Uh, he t- absolutely he destroyed quietly he destroyed you know yeah, just on a bad team not only bad team 100 but also like but that's why you don't hear of it that's why that's my point yeah and there's just so many there's just so many good players this year that had like breakout years you know what i mean mm-hmm. so he kind of that and the fact that the rockies were absolutely terrible this year and that's a nice I mean, segue because I had them as a disappointment too. But go ahead, finish what you were saying. No, yeah, I, uh, you know, it's just like guys like Arenado, Degrom signed a longish term deal. He signed a five year deal. He had another great year. Yeah, Probably could, front runner for a Cy Young again. I was gonna say he he could make a case for a second. Oh, you think you think he's not gonna win it? I said he could make a case for a second. I don't. Oh, oh I oh. think Jack I, Flaherty I, had a had a. Talk about a surprise! Had a really good second half, and I think I don't know if that'll overcome Degrom. So did Degrom, though. Like that—that that was the problem. Degrom 
DeGrom's second half was just as, if not, or I would say just as good as Flaherty's. Like, they both they both went crazy in the second half. Yeah. Um, and DeGrom didn't have a terrible first half, so that, that yeah. helped him. Um, but yeah, I don't he know. Had we'll a couple games early. It'll be, it'll be an interesting debate because I think him and Flaherty and I don't know who else. I definitely – Ryu, that's right. Scherzer was in the conversation, but he had a couple bad starts at the end of the year. Yeah, and he, he didn't pitch a full season either. But Ryu could be in there. But he struggled the last couple, although he he finished with the league lead in the ERA. Yeah, he got the ERA title, yeah. But, again, put as much stock into that as you want. Right. Um, and and I, he said – there's a report that he said that the Grom should win it, so – we shall see. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. I don't, it'll, be tough. it'll be interesting to see what the writers do. It definitely was worth his extension, as was Arenado. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all I have. But disappointments, like back to the Rockies real quick. Another team that made the postseason last year and just didn't follow up with it. Uh, just had, I mean, had a difficult, difficult time. And I think it starts with Kyle Freeland, was fourth, believe it or not, in the Cy Young voting last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, he gets overlooked. I mean, he started, he had started 33 games, 200 innings, 173 uh, strikeouts, 285 ERA, 17 wins this year. Far cry from that. A yeah. 673 ERA and only 100 innings pitched, 104. I mean, he, he went from an eight. Wow, he had an eight. Point four war last year. I didn't even. I didn't know that. And he was down to a negative seven point seven. Yeah. And he spent time in the minors. I mean, I'm sure that three, had a lot to do with it. Three and eleven and almost a seventy. All right. Twenty two starts. That's that's not what you want. I mean, and I'm sure. And I mean, among other things, why the Rockies were just not good this year. But you know, you you figured they have such a hard time getting pitching and getting good pitching in that stadium. And they finally did, or at least they thought they did. And he just cracked the bet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, that, I, I didn't, I didn't realize the extent of how bad that was. I didn't either. I didn't know how, I didn't know. I mean, I, re, I knew he finished in the top five in Cy Young. I didn't know he had an eight war though. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah he had a good year. But another reason maybe that contributed to uh, their downfall was the Rockies questioning signing of Daniel Murphy. Um, they gave mm-hmm. Murphy the exact same contract the Yankees and they signed Murphy to play first, which LeMahieu did for the first time in New York. And I bet you if they had to do it over again, they'd offer LeMahieu the contract. Um, granted, you don't know if LeMahieu would have such a great year, but the core's field effect. But uh, Murphy didn't have a bad year. I mean, he had a OPS under eight. He drove in seventy-eight runs, batted two seventy-nine. I mean, not typical Murphy. He, well, no, I, I would contend that that is New York Mets era Murphy. Yeah, so he definitely was not what he was in Washington, and even briefly for Chicago last year, he he started to show his age. Yeah. Um, which disappointing for Rocky fans because, you know, there was so much to be excited about. Like I said, with Freeland, uh, Trevor Story had a crazy year. Um, Arenado, Joe. 
Yeah, they 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 they've got they're in a position where they need to. That's that's a team I can see blowing up there. Again, their, I mean, it's not nothing's working though. You know what I mean? Nothing's yeah, but working. after giving your star player a long term contract, you're gonna blow it up. I I don't know. Well, I, you you keep him. No, I know, but you know, you probably. I'm sure they assured him that they were going to build a contender and put you know things into motion to make them a contending team. I don't know how you could turn around after one season of him signing that and just say, "Okay, we're done." But they might have to. I mean, it would it would take an impressive off season for them to like, but like you know, there's a lot, there's no there's no need for them to get like those big guys that are on the market because they're third baseman. You know, Donaldson's on the free agent market. Uh, Rendon's on the free agent market. I know those other guys, obviously, but, like, those are the two big names. Well, they need pitching. And their closer, Wade Davis, had an 8-6-5 ERA in 42 innings pitched. Yeah. So that's – that. I mean, he led the league in saves last year but pitched to a 4-13 ERA. So, again, not, not what you want from your closer. And I'm sure that had some – so, you know, it was a host of things for the Rockies. And, again, disappointing because of – how promising it looked at one point. Yeah, and they got off the they got off that slow start. That should have been kind of like a uh, indicator. Yeah, that's true. You know, but but some teams got off to a slow start and still picked it up. Yeah, Oakland, for example. Oh yeah, I know they're in the wild card for tomorrow. Which yeah, today again. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if they uh, they can make it through this year, but. Um, what about, so do you want to move into, I have no more disappointments. I hit all mine. Um, uh, you have anything yeah. else or do you want no, to go? We, I, I to, think we hit most of them. I okay. Mean, biggest, biggest ones for me were obviously Mets, you know, bullpen and signings like that. But, you know, but we can definitely move on to like, uh, moments and stuff. Moments. So like I already, whatever I, else you want. Yeah. I mean, I think maybe just to wrap up the episode with, you know, maybe top couple moments or like games or whatever. Um, I know we both probably have said it before. I'm going to say now with the whole, one of my favorite moments of the season was just recently with Pete Alonzo and his uh, tribute to New York firefighters and first responders um, on 9-11. Yeah. Um, I don't know too much about that, so I'll let you talk a little bit about it. Well, so so basically he, you know, he went to the league and asked if they could wear their the the uh, first responder hats, uh, NYPD, FDNY, Port Authority, you know, everything and the like, uh, which the league said no, which they've said no since 2001 when the, you know, Mets played on the 21st, that first game back after the terrorist attacks. Uh, that was the last time they wore any hats that weren't part of their uniform. Um, so instead, he bought he bought the entire team customized nine eleven cleats, um, and today actually he donated his pair to the nine eleven museum. Wow! See, and as, as a Yankee, just, as a Yankee fan, you love. I mean, as much as I hate the Mets, don't, don't like the Mets. Um, <laughs> but being a New Yorker, it was really cool to see something like that and someone stand up to the league almost and just basically disregard. And it should be noted that Pete Alonzo, like you said, paid for all those, not only paid for the, all those, but he's on a rookie salary, which is, you know, granted minimum, more than what most of us make over $500,000, well. <laughs> but still not, you know, all that adds up. Some Nike cleats or whatever the hell they were. Um, but good for Pete Alonzo. It was a great story to read. 
Yeah. And, and, you know, that's, that was just, that, that was a small part of his season. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You you could pick a ton of things that he did this season. And, you know, obviously the biggest one was just the other day when he set the new rookie home run record. Yeah. 53. 53. That was, I mean, it's, it's amazing. I saw on Twitter, like the next day, there were people that were like, Look at the difference between when Judge set the record and when Alonzo set the record. And it's like, it's like who? It's like who cares? Yeah, it's who, a record. Who cares? Alonzo uh, threw his hands up. You know who? Who cares? He he had, he had fun playing the game. Well, know? that that was the whole league's campaign at the beginning of the year that we talked about. Like, you let the kids play, and it, it stems from that too. I mean, you know, let the guy show a little emotion. Um, yeah. You know, he was and, and, he was tearing up on the field. I saw. You know, he was excited. He was elated. I mean, even Aaron Judge said, "Not you know." I don't know if you saw the interview. You know, couldn't happen to a better person. So I mean, yeah, if, if you're going to be a, a baby Yankee fan, and I am a Yankee fan, so I could say that, and I compl- <laughs> and a complainer, like grow up. Like the guy himself who set the record originally, you know, and broke McGuire's record, is saying, you know, good for him. It is what it is. Records are meant to be broken. You know, and yeah. Vicky, this you seriously need to reevaluate yourself with the postseason three days away. Yeah, I, I mean the, the 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 main argument I saw was like, oh, this is a stark contrast between these two franchises, and it's like, yeah, one's more fun, like, like, you know, yeah, the season didn't end the way that any of the fans wanted. Obviously, we wanted playoffs, and the players wanted playoffs. Let's not like Alonzo's focus all year until they were the last day when they were eliminated was getting them there. You know, and he, uh, you know, once that once that ended, you know, he he kind of had that weight of carrying the team to the playoffs lifted off his shoulders, mm-hmm. and he was he was able to accomplish something that's that's impressive. You know, it was impressive. It was impressive when Judge did it. I mean, fifty two home runs for a rookie was insane. Yeah, you know, I always I always you know. Pull, pull chains and I'm like oh well he's six seven two fifty <laughs> all, all muscle it's not surprising but at the same time it's you know you have to do it and as a rookie in both instances you know two new guys coming into the league and just lighting it on fire and it couldn't happen until it's the better city, the best city in the the uh, country yeah oh man it's 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 so that that's what everyone should be appreciative of the fact yeah. that we've got those two for the next x amount of years leading both teams representing you know, the city absolutely it's great. It's great, and and you know, Alonzo Alonzo led the uh, led the entire league in home runs. That's the first time a rookie ever did that. You know, he he, it's he just had a great year. Very impressive. I'm I'm tired of the like it's it's the comparisons are so tiring. Yeah, it's it's you know you need to move on. Like I said, records are meant to be broken. Right. You know, yeah. if somebody was going to break it eventually. You know, I'm sure as he you know. Yeah, it's just it's just childish, you know. That's why I can't stand going on Twitter because people just have nothing yeah. better to do, especially when your team's <laughs> in the postseason. Like, but in any case, to move on from uh, yeah. New York only, uh, do you want to talk about a, a different um, moment? I have a few. Um, you, you go, you go. You, you want me to go again? Okay. Yeah. Get, uh, well, I mean, I kind of covered most of Alonzo. I, I I'll go. Uh, I thought that the no hitter for the Los Angeles Angels was one of the best moments oh, of the I season. I forgot about that. Yeah, that it's, was. It's, it was right after the All Star break, first day out. 
Right after, wasn't it right after he got announced that Tyler Skaggs passed away? Uh, well, yeah, he, it was announced he passed away before the All-Star break. No, I'm saying uh, that was the first start after you said, right? Yep, yeah, yeah, it was the first game back for them. Yeah, that's, if you don't believe in, you know, a higher a higher power than, I think, like D. Gordon said all those years ago, you better start. Yeah. Because I that mean, just, that doesn't happen. We see it all the time. It's It's, unfortunately, we see it all the time, you know, like, these young players are, you know, passing away at terrible times. Fernandez and Ventura and Skaggs, and then, you know, their, t- their team does something incredible, and it's like puts puts things into perspective for you. You know, I that, agree. that for for me, that was one of the best moments. And it's you know, people feel like, oh, well, combined hitters are not as impressive. I disagree with that notion because the bullpen now has to come in, not having faced anybody on the team yet. That's true. You know, like it's they're coming in and and they're the pressure is even more for them, and they have to adjust to that. And when they keep that going, it's it's a no hitter. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's baseball's a team sport. It always it always has been, always will be. It's you know, it's impressive nowadays when starting pitchers get a no hitter because it's you know it's rare to see starters go a complete game, but. You know, a no hitter is no hitter. That, that's that's a team effort. You know, mm-hmm. unless the pitcher gets all twenty seven strikeouts. Yeah, it's it's a team. It, and you always team see, you always see a highlight reel play to the save exactly. The game. Yeah, right. There's always a miracle play that saves the game. So, all right, thanks for that, that one. I I forgot about that one. But um, yeah, well, one of my next report. ones. Oh yeah, um, was when Albert Pujols returned to St. Louis for the first time. Yeah, in great moment. Seven years. I mean, just I just saw the video again the other day from his press conference. You know, Yadier Molina came in. You know, they had a big hug. You know, I think he even hit a home run in his first or second one of the games there. I mean, yeah, just every game was jam packed. People wanted to see him and just appreciating what he did for that city. It was just you get chills thinking about it because, as you know, he was a pretty good player this year. But you know, people seem to forget not too long ago how 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 great he was. And yeah, how we, we talked we talked about him early on in the show. Like, yes, you know, episode six probably I think, you know, because he was coming up on that two thousand RBI, RBI mark, which yeah. reached, you know. But that was that was a great moment. He spent like he spent forty five ten... minutes to an hour signing things for everybody, and and it was just know. it was just an, it was just remind you. You know, like I said, it was nice to have him get remembered. He said, probably, I mean, unless they go within the next couple of years, maybe his last time there as a player, and I think it was mentioned. Um, so a lot of emotion there. But, you know, that, that definitely struck a chord with me this year. Yeah. Uh, it, it was great. You know, it's – it's. Uh, I was happy. I was happy he got to do that, mm-hmm. you know, in his last couple seasons because that cycle that the – league does where they you know cycle which leagues are going to play which in interleague mm-hmm. you know it, it may not cycle back around to the nl central for the al west uh by the time he's done you know yeah so so. It, was, it was nice he kind of got that hero's welcome mm-hmm. which he deserved 100 percent. absolutely you know and and yeah uh, i remember talking about that early on in the show and he was something else in St. Louis. <laughs> and I think I think another moment for me was uh 
Verlander getting 3,000 strikeouts. Yeah, that was just recently, too. Yeah, it was the uh, same day as Alonzo breaking the record. Yeah, I feel like he didn't hear too much. Like, I, I knew he was coming up on it, and I know, but I feel like it wasn't as big as a uh, hoopla as people, as it probably should have been. I think it was because it was just a matter of time. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess. But still, 3,000 strikeouts. Not, I think there's now, with CC, there's 18 players. Or him with 19 now or something like that. You know, it's not – it's a very exclusive list. Oh, yeah. That, and I'm just saying, like, he, he's always had that dominant stuff, and you knew he was going to get it no matter what. Um, and, and he says he, – <laughs> he's funny. He was like, he was like, I think I could play till 45. I – you know, the way he's been pitching, I, I really don't doubt it. I mean, a lot, yeah. you've, heard, you've heard that a lot from players. Like, Pools just said the other day he could play till 50. Um, I, don't, I don't know about that, but <laughs> – you know. It's crazy. A lot of people are, I don't know, all of a sudden everyone wants to play till they're ready to die. And then CC Sabathi is like, nope, I'm out. <laughs> so, yeah. CC's like, uh, you know what? what he said, he said, he said, uh, you know, watching, watching all these guys hit home runs, he's like, yeah, it's time for me to go. That's what he said on his podcast. But, uh, yeah, that was, that's, that was, that's two this season. Him and CC hit three K, three K, and we probably could have had Scherzer. Scherzer's, oh no, he's at twenty six ninety two, but maybe next year it's an outside chance. Um, he, wow, he'd have to hit a lot of. Well, was he twenty six ninety two? You said, yeah. Man, you'd have to get three hundred strikeouts. Three hundred eight. He had three hundred last year. He had two forty three ish this year in one hundred seventy two innings. Gotta stay healthy. He, I mean, it's 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 within the realm of his ability. Well, it's, it'll definitely happen. Let's just say that. Oh yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Definitely happen. Let's uh, see. I, uh, do we I got ha- two two guys who kind of locked in their their Hall of Fame? Um, yeah. Their Hall of Fame uh, tickets, basically. You know, Without a doubt, they're they're both going one hundred percent. I agree uh, with you. First, first, first round, first. You know, it's just there's no question. We predicted that about CC. I I know that's going to come true. And then Verlander, who knows when he's done? When he is, though, he will be first ballot. I yeah, agree. we'll be on we'll be on episode six hundred by that time. <laughs> Your words to God's ears. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to run down like just two more. I don't even need to like describe them because it just basically says. You know what it is. You know Ichiro's last game in Japan early in the season. Mm, Another just nice. a nice a nice farewell. Um, yeah. And then the London series in for the Yankees Red Sox, just to grow the game. I mean that's all I really have to say about that. I, I'd like to see the league, and I think they're doing it next year with the Cubs and I don't know if it's the Cardinals, um, but just more things like that to just help grow the game. They're doing it with the Field of Dreams with the Yankees and White Sox. They did the Mexican series this year with the Reds and someone else. Um, you know, all all cool ways to grow the game and just expand the game's reach. But that's yeah. all I have. But my my, I, I guess my last one is the uh, the Derby. Yeah, that was the that Derby. was something. Derby this year was great with Vlad you know, and uh, Pete. Vlad, Pete, duking it out. Even but like even the other guys, uh, Acuna had a. Oh yeah, that's right. Acuna blasted some. Peterson went forever with Vlad. Oh, I totally forgot about this. It's a long season. I you forgot. That... We we watched that together too. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, they kept going back and forth, three for uh, and because they, they did the the swing offs. 
Yeah. It, it, it was it was cool. It was a lot of fun. They set the record for home runs in that too. Vlad set the single person record. Ninety was it ninety seven? Yeah, something like that. They were in the first round or something. Yeah. I forget what it was. Oh yeah, uh second round. Oh second round, was that what it was? Yeah, I think so. People people were people were not happy Alonzo won and it was like, eh, it's just how a tournament system works. Yeah. <laughs> like he didn't he didn't have to hit that many home runs. No, it was a strategy, but yeah, it's unfortunate that people were annoyed about that. I mean, I wanted to see Vlad Guerrero win, but Pete Alonso deserved to win it after his performance. Yeah, he. I mean, look, it, that that's just for fun. If, if if people are splitting hairs over like who should be winning something that's only for fun, then I, I don't know what to say anymore. You know, people will complain. Yeah, and he and he gave he gave he ended up giving ten percent of his winnings to two different charities. So another reason and, to love him. Yeah, I mean, you can't. Like, how do you, how do you keep complaining? It's like he he does nothing but great stuff for not only the game but himself and the people of New York and the Mets. Like, mm-hmm. in my, in my eyes, he's become the perfect replacement for David Wright in just one season. We we will see. He continues. Hopefully, yeah. Um, but I think that wraps up this episode. Uh, do you have anything else you want to say, or? Um, I get you know what. Check us out on social media. We're gonna, being that the show is back, I'm gonna start um, getting some more posts in there. I have a ton of stuff archived from the from my trip to the Hall of Fame over the summer. Uh, so. I'm going to try and get more active on that. And you guys follow us there, share it with your friends and Help email us. us. I think the email is, uh, you, we still have the email, so you could put it in the uh, yep. description of the video and then send us questions, send us feedback, send us whatever you want, send yeah. us pictures. So, you know, what, what are your guys' favorite moments of the season? What are your guys' biggest disappointments? And, you know, talk to us. Yeah. We love at the Rockies on Twitter and tell them to follow us back. You know, <laughs> forgot about that too. Um, but yeah, uh, again, we we apologize for being gone so long. But like I said, we're going to try to keep it up, especially with the playoffs. Um, probably going to be released on Wednesdays, um, and then we'll keep it going in the off season when there's a lot less to do, um, yeah. a lot less going on, and we we could probably do breakdown free agents and managerial openings and things like that. But uh, yeah, we're back. And we're going to keep it that way. Back with a, a, a mighty vengeance. Yes. Um, just, yeah. like, just like the Empire. <laughs> we, we strike back. Yeah, that's right. But, yeah, that's all we got. Thanks again for listening to, what is it, episode episode 9? I think it's episode 9, yeah. Of Ballpark Talk, and we'll see you next week. Have a good night, folks.